whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the International Vaccine Report and actually the International Report on World Events with our team, Jonathan Gilthorpe, Dr. Gilthorpe, Dr. Mike Eden, and Andrea Klarich, journalist and businessman in Croatia. And this is Dr. Lee for America with a whistleblower report for a momentous week of October 9th, 2023, when it seems the world is on fire. The attacks on Israel, surprise attack, 50th anniversary of the Six Days War in 1973 that occurred on the religious holiday and Jewish Sabbath, October 6, 1973. And now October 7, 2023, another surprise attack at the end of Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles when Christians and Jews celebrate the connection between God and his people, and Israel was viciously attacked. Tragically, as an American, I am ashamed to report that the evidence strongly supports that money the United States under the Biden administration sent to Iran, $6 billion, and the money from the Obama administration earlier to Palestine, and all of the U.S. military equipment just left in Afghanistan is what has been used to fund and weaponize the attack against Israel. We ask for the prayers of all of you listening for the innocent people of Israel who have been so viciously attacked on their religious days of celebration. Those of us in America face something similar with the flood of illegals of military-age males crossing our border daily in the thousands and thousands. I'm talking with Border Patrol and military, retired military on the borders in Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, and the hordes of people, predominantly more than 90% military-age males, and it is a very chilling scenario This is a very volatile world on top of all of the medical issues and vaccine injury that we have been reporting since the fall of 2020 with the risk of these experimental gene therapy shots. Dr. Mike Eden, one of our team members today, was one of the early warning professionals and former vice president of Pfizer Worldwide Respiratory Pharmacology, who was warning in October 2020 
about the dangers of these experimental shots. And he has been nonstop since then trying to alert people to those dangers. Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe has just organized a very successful international conference in Stockholm, Sweden, that finished up last week. And he's going to give us a report on that, as well as a report on the legal framework in place for the powers that be to pull the trigger and confiscate all of the things we think we own. It's a very chilling time, very volatile time in the world. And this is a report today that you can't afford to miss. Take action to look at the ways that you can begin to better prepare and protect yourself. So let's start with Dr. Gilthorpe bringing us a report on the Stockholm Conference and what their focus was, what their goals were, and where you can go and listen to all of these world-class speakers who are warning the world what you need to be prepared for. Dr. Gilthorpe, thank you for being with us today, and thank you for your incredible dedicated work to get this conference together and all that you've been doing to expose the evil assault on humanity. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Pleasure to be back on the show uh, today. Um, yeah, so the conference that we organized uh, last weekend, and it was to, to, together with, so the Doctors' Appeal is a Swedish organization I'm part of, and then Children's Health Defense Europe, the European chapter of CHD, um, organized a conference called On Guard for the Liberty of Mankind, and it was outside Orlando, so Stockholm International Airport, about 20 minutes away. Uh, about 130 uh, participants, uh, including speakers, and we had a very prestigious array of speakers. Um, so I, I've talked about this before. I organized another conference or co-organized in January where the focus was really on COVID-19 pandemics and how, you know, what had happened under the COVID-19 pandemic, how we'd been manipulated. Um, but the idea with this was really to bring people together, not just from the medical health side, but from uh, finance and business, from media and intelligence, and also governance. So we could try and, you know, overlap and get more of a big picture view on what is happening in this great reset agenda and really come up with ideas in, in work groups or workshops, how we can fight back. Uh, so we had a tremendous array of participants. Uh, Martin Armstrong was with us, but he was only available on link because he, he, he was ill, unfortunately, but he sent us a, a, a presentation. Catherine Austin Fitz, uh, Dr. David Bell, who previously worked at the WHO and also for the Gates Foundation. Carolyn Betts, um, Andrew Bridgen, MP, was there. Robin Cosford, who's CHD Australia. Sonia Elijah uh, from the UK, that's an independent researcher, used to work for the BBC. Um, Renata Holtzheisen, who's a, um, a lawyer from Italy or Germany, Italy. Uh, Mary Holland, who is uh, now taken over CHD again after Robert Kennedy um, hopped off on the campaign round. Uh, Pierre Corey from the uh, US, who's you know very expert on ivermectin, works for FLCCC, as we've talked about. Philip Cruze, um, a um, lawyer from Switzerland who's fighting the good fight on many fronts. 
uh, Sasha Latipova, who we've talked about on the show quite a lot, Meryl Nars, uh, Jacob Nordengård. I'm not sure if people are familiar with him. He's a Swedish researcher that actually did his PhD on um, the <laughs> the Great Reset or the people driving the Great Reset. Um, then Michael Palmer, who's done a lot of work, and I've co-published with him on mRNA vaccine toxicity. James Patrick, a filmmaker from the USA. Marco Ricker, who is a Swiss uh, cybersecurity expert and hacking expert. Uh, Mike Robinson from UK Column, the uh, UK uh, media outlet. Um, and Professor Richard Werner, uh, who is an expert in banking and finance, um, to name but a few. Um, so the conference was kicked off by Dr. Wolfgang Wodok. Uh, he spoke on Friday and that wasn't part of the live stream, but we've got footage of all these speakers. So this will be put out in due course over the next week or so. So I'll share the links of, with that with everyone, uh, both today and, and next week, I think. Uh, Wolfgang is a superstar and I think Mike can probably speak a little bit about Wolfgang, but he he, he was a doctor and he was also an EU politician or German politician, very high up in German and European politics. And he's written a tremendous book called False Pandemics, Arguments Against the Rule of Fear, which I think everybody should read. Um, I think it's available on, on Amazon and other places. I try not to buy things on Amazon, but I think it's also available from a, somewhere called Oval Media. And Wolfgang was one of the people to first um, notice that the swine flu pandemic 2009 was, was basically a fake, um, which was an engineered pandemic. And he's been very vocal uh, at the start of COVID-19, writing together with Mike um, to try and, you know, get people engaged in the fact that this is not a real pandemic. This is a manufactured pandemic. So he gave a very good overview because he sees the big picture, at least from, especially from the health side about what's trying to be engineered here. And then we broke into work groups uh, on these four different areas. So the participants could join in with whichever area they were most interested in. And I kind of led or co-led the health uh, section with David Bell and Meryl Nuss. Um, so on Saturday, what Friday, what we we're trying to do was really define the problems in those respective areas. What is it that is wrong with those areas? Why is it that health and public health doesn't function? Why is it that finance and uh, business is not working? Same for Intel and media and same for governance. Uh, and then on Saturday, we had a live stream. So this was public facing. The idea was then so the public could listen to everything that we were discussing um, so we had a, a lot of presentations, I think nine hours of live stream. Interestingly, uh, Dr. And uh, sorry, Andrew Bridgen's presentation was cut. The sound was cut from the live feed. We don't know exactly how that happened, but it sounds kind of coincidental. Um, and then on Sunday, what we did is we came together again in the same groups to try and di discuss solutions. So what is it that, you know, what actionable things could we consider doing to try to overcome the problems that we'd be find on the Friday. And um, tell our listeners again what the four areas were, just to list those. Yes, Dr. Lee. So the, what, the one was economy and finance. That was chaired by Catherine Austin Fitz. And I hope people are familiar with Catherine. She, she has a, um, an institution called Solari.com, which is very active in fighting against the Great Reset. Um, and that was called, it was entitled The Future of Financial Transaction Freedom. What is it? What threatens it? And how do we take action to secure it? 
Then the health section, which was chaired by Meryl Nass and David Bell, was entitled, What Have They Done to Our Health? How Has Public Health Been Derailed? And How Is Health Used as a Means to Control? Uh, the media and intel section was chaired by Mike Robinson and Sonia Elijah, and that was called Taking Down the Dif Disinformation Industrial Complex. And the governance section was chaired by Mary Holland and Renata Holtzeisen with Osolia Gifri from Children's Health Defence Europe. And that was representation and protection of citizens. Where do we stand and what are the key factors leading to the erosion of human rights? So it really was. This is really spectrum. impressive, um, Jonathan, Dr. Gilthorpe, and I really um, encourage all of our listeners to take the time to go back and listen to these recordings. Yeah. Uh, really, it's it's urgent that you do. This is an amazing um, group of international superstars in all of these fields. And it's difficult to get all of this information quickly in one place. You've just done a masterful job with the people you brought together, Dr. Gilthorpe, and the organization of it. And there is so much happening that threatens the very survival, both financial survival and survival from the standpoint of food and, and your health and your every your property ownership everything yeah, i really urge all of you to re to listen to these recordings and start taking the the steps that are available to you to prepare to protect yourself so go ahead yeah. i just wanted to put no, in a plug for that it's great dr lee i mean yeah the, it was a tremendous event andrea was there and he can testify to how um interactive it was and the fact that all the guests could you know have dinner with the speakers discuss with the speakers led to a lot of cross-fertilization, I would say. Um, so, I, yeah, I'd like to bring up then one really important point, which, and I wasn't aware of this until the conference, but there's a man called David Rogers Webb, who is a Canadian, uh, he was a hedge fund manager, measuring, me, um, managing, you know, billions of dollars in, in assets. And he realized through his work that the legal framework for how you own uh, securities so you know bonds in treasuries and things like this and also shares uh, was altered by the US in the I think it was late 90s it might have been early 2000s and then subsequently the European Union followed suit and so what David did was he realized that the um, legal framework had been put in place to seize all assets that all of us own if there is a you know a crisis big enough so let's call it the great reset um, and what he did at that stage was to move to Sweden because Sweden was one of the only two or three countries in the world where you were protected. So if you owned shares or, or securities, you know, let's say bonds, government bonds, you actually own them. And if you place them in a bank for them to take care of them, then you still had right to those assets. But with this change in the legal framework, which he's documented, per, you know, very, very carefully going down to all primary source material, um, it now means that uh, if there is a crisis, your um, things that you think you own can be seized from you legally by, you know, a, a large bank that owns a, a higher right to those things. But ultimately, whoever is at the top of this great pyramid that is, you know, running what the Great Reset will be able to seize everything. Um, so it doesn't matter, 
um, what we do in the future, really, because the framework is in place to take everything we own, if a big enough crisis comes about that they will have the excuse to do that. Um, and I can share the book. The book is free and downloadable. It's called The Great Taking. And I can also share a very good uh, podcast by an English um, financial advisor called, um, well, he has a, a podcast or website called, his name is Parallel Mike, but his, his name is it's Parallel Systems. He's done a really good summary of the book. So in an hour, you can listen to everything that is in the book and get a really good uh, understanding of, of what it means. But for me, this was so important because it explains that, you know, the infrastructure or the pipe work is already in place to swallow up all assets in the world and put them under control of a very few people. All they need to do is engineer a big enough crisis so that, um, that they can get away with it without, you know, people rising up and uh, fighting back. So, I think the more people that are aware about this now, the better, because there's less chance that they'll be able to put it off if more and more people know about it uh, beforehand. Well, did there, in, in what he presented, and I really encourage people, to, certainly if you are a little overwhelmed at reading a detailed financial book, at least listen to the one-hour podcast by Parallel Mike, who's trying to put it in um, layman's language for those of us that are not that sophisticated on the financial front. But was there any class of assets that might be um, better protection in, in some of the presentations that were made? Yeah, I mean, anything you own outright is not really covered by this, Dr. Lee. It's, um, you know, securities are the way it is that if you, say, own some shares in a company, you think you own them and the bank will tell you you own them probably or if you place them with a dealer or a broker but they're pooled at a level higher up and you don't have the initial rights to those pooled assets the the people further up the pyramid do um but you know if you all go old gold or silver or you know real hard tangible assets that they're yours the problem is with property that you know i i thought i owned this house in sweden actually we probably don't it belongs to the state so ultimately if there is a crisis uh, and there are creditors that are paid off before it gets down to you, then then probably your assets can be seized. That's definitely the case in the UK, where the Queen or the Crown, the King, I should say now, because the Queen has uh, passed on, but um, the Crown owns all land in the UK. So you might think you own your house, but if it came down to it, push and shove, for example, if you died and there was no one to leave your property to, the Crown would then receive that as part of the death process. Um, yeah, so essentially property can be seized. I don't think anyone can claim they have rights to their land. Maybe in certain countries that's true, but definitely not in, in the European Union, probably not in the US. But, you know, guns, um, <laughs> germs and steel, uh, gold and silver might be. But, you know, what are you going to do when it gets to that level of, of, um, of control? I don't think anyone could could really survive that uh, unless you're very well organized and people stand up and say no on mass. Well, I think you're right. And actually, I had, after the 2008 financial crisis in, that collapsed the economy in the US and around the world, I remember reading um, from a number of people warning that the laws had changed and that equities that you thought you owned when you own shares in companies in your retirement plan or personal portfolio 
that they were pooled and that you really didn't own them in the way yeah. that we think we did. So I, th- I think that's been, you're right, it's been building for quite some time. Yeah. And the banks and I can really loan, hope loan those listeners... out, you know, they can use your shares and things as, as uh, collateral against other things that they do. So you, you they're already playing um, dice with your assets without your knowledge. Um, but the fact that they can be taken from you, I, I have no appreciation for. But, um, you know, this has to go viral and everyone needs to contact their senators and their MPs um, to to make them aware of this. Because I, I don't think most politicians know this is the case. They're probably sitting thinking, because this, this you know, this is everybody. This is not, there's nobody that stands outside this system. Billionaires, millionaires, you'll have your assets seized as well. So you are not safe. And you shouldn't think that you are. Good, good point. Dr. Eden, you, you have some thoughts about all of this based on your experience in the UK, as well as the work that you and uh, Dr. Wolfgang Vodarg have been urgently trying to wake people up with information since at least the fall of 2020 when I heard you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Lee, thank you. Uh, great to be back with the team. Uh, yeah, so I know Dr. Wodarg of Germany, as Jonathan described him, he was uh, both a public health doctor and a politician, and he found himself in um, the, I think it was the swine flu pandemic, discovering that there was essentially um, a lie going on that uh, something that wasn't a threat to people's health was being magnified and using the media uh, and bad PCR testing uh, to, to, to get up a crisis that, that actually was, was quite successful for some time. And he could see the media, pharmaceutical companies and others were involved in you know, pulling the wool over people's eyes and frightening them using public health law. And so uh, he was able with others to, to bring this to a halt, uh, I think 2009. When it occurred again, I'm sure he thought he was having a bad dream. And during 2020, he contacted me, and I'm I'm honoured that he recognised that my position as having been quite senior in research in a large drug company in Pfizer meant that you know we we could look at what they were doing with the so-called vaccines, and immediately realise uh, that these were things that uh, you, you should not subject uh, your body to, and we wrote together the first detailed critique of these uh, vaccines and our document was published 1st of December 2020 before any of them have had emergency use authorization and we we had numerous concerns that if injected they would produce harm. I think rather famously we we were concerned there would be impact or potential for impact on reproduction but but really our biggest concern was that they were inherently unsafe and, and we could he could see and he was educating me that we were again having uh, public health laws, media and um, you know, tech working together to terrify people. And I could see people terrified over something that in practice didn't seem to be happening. They were reclassifying existing illnesses as so-called COVID, whereas in fact it was probably flu and pneumonia. And they were declaring them to be COVID on the basis of a, of a bad and inappropriate test called PCR. And this was leading to um, uh, restrictions on society all around the world. And then most macabrely, 
um, people queuing up in their, in their billions ultimately to be injected with a material that was not just dangerous. Now, this is important for you to understand that because of my long history working with so-called rational drug design, how do you how do you design a molecule to achieve something? It allowed me, perhaps possibly uniquely at that time, to, to somewhat look over the shoulders of the designers and divine what was in their mind when they designed these things. And in view of what I've just said about it being a pandemic that wasn't real, why would you want to be exposed to a genetic therapy? Um, and I'm afraid I came to the conclusion that there were three, four, five distinct mechanisms of toxicity that were intentionally designed into these molecules. Um, and so I said so. And, and early on, I would say people thought I'd literally lost my mind. But I think now a lot of people recognize there have been toxicities and they now recognize it was deliberate. So I, I thank Dr. Vodarg for continuing to campaign. And, and I agree with, with, with Jonathan that I, I read last week this great taking. You will remember that Klaus Schwab, the founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, has famously said, you will own nothing and be happy. You will own nothing. I, I had not seen the significance of that. I thought, well, how are you going to take everything? And what we've learned in the last week is, and again, I'm an amateur studier of, of finances of my own, I suppose. I think the change has gone from being a full owner to being merely a beneficiary. And you sit in the stack with other uh, claims on, on their asset. And I did notice that in some bits of paper I had in relation to shares and property, beneficiary, it said. Well, you know, you're a beneficiary, provided someone above you in the collateral stack isn't taking um, those assets first. And so if there's a big enough default on global debt, and of course our governments have been busy printing money and, and spending it, like like criminals that they are. And that, I think, has been one of the purposes of that activity. So they created an economic crisis through lockdown. They then opened the printing presses and all the treasuries and, and central banks uh, and generated huge amounts of money that I'm afraid it's... it's And what did, were they using as collateral? Probably our, all the assets of the world. And at some point, they'll probably trigger a crisis and seize, seize things. And I would say to people, um, whether or not it's covered by the law. If you uh, if you have your foot on a pile of gold, and in America you have a gun to defend it, I would say you pretty much have ownership of that. Now, it doesn't work in in England, but um, you know um, you know decline to comply with the ridiculous um, instructions they're going to give you over the next scary pandemic because it'll be a lie as well. It's all a psychological operation. And if you if you say no. Uh, use cash, don't get yourself injected, don't sign up for digital ID. These are probably the most defensive things you can do in the next few months or years. Well, thank you, Dr. Eden and Dr. Gilthorpe. And we're going to hear from Andrea Klarich in the second half after the break about his um, experiences at the Stockholm Conference and all of the information that was brought together from all of these fields, health, governance, economy and finance, media and intel. Stay tuned to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with all of our resources at Truth for Health Foundation, truthforhealth.org, 
there to give you guidance and hope and help and truth to rebut the lies and deception that is attacking your life, your health, and your property. So we'll be right back after the break. In the meantime, don't forget, check out the Truth For Health store.com. We have top quality professional exclusive formulas for nutraceuticals and vitamins that can help improve your health and resilience. And we are very proud of this line of products that are only available through medical practitioners. And that is our commitment to you. All profits benefit the public charity. There is no, no money, no profits coming to me personally. I'm just putting my efforts to design the best that we can bring you to improve your health. We'll be right back after the break. This message is from the Truth for Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate, many of them losing their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and violating constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with my international team presenting the international report. The world is in chaos. What do you need to know now to help protect your life and your health and your property? So I want to hear from our Croatian businessman and journalist, Andrea Klaric, who was at the Stockholm Conference and what words of wisdom he has for us about what you really need to pay attention to based on all that he heard at the conference. Andrea, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Reed. Thank you, Mike and Jonathan. Well, it was really a pleasure to be there, and it was really extraordinary people there who were explaining very important things for everybody in the world. I focused and I made a few interviews and for the next weekend, I'll have two parts of show and try to explain uh, some of the pillars, what they are planning to use to, we can say, conquer the world. They have more control. Uh, one of the pillars is controlling uh, WHO. That means World Health Organization very soon will have more power than before, even powers that are are higher than uh, national constitutions. And I talked with that about that with uh, Dr. David Bell. Uh, the second pillar also, it's very important and I will explain a little bit more. It's uh, a media. Now we are facing that, um, that's my opinion, that they lost the first part of the battle concerning the information because this alternative uh, uh, media like ourselves here and also citizen journalists 
I think they succeeded to spread the information and now most of the people know what was happening during the pandemic. I think they saw that and uh, with the help of politician, mainstream media, who was doing all the time propaganda, not information, they were doing promotion for the medical products of big pharma. Uh, they are noticed that they lost this kind of battle and it's very important thing. And now they are bringing up new laws Ironically, they call them uh, media freedom laws. And uh, now they are bringing a, a punishment for things that they're calling misinformation, disinformation, and malformation. And I have to explain it. Misinformation, uh, disinformation means something that if you are, have information and you're spreading and it's not uh, according the main uh, official narrative, then they call it this information that means if it's not according what for example who say or official government or some institution like cdc and fda in united states or emma in europe then this is disinformation second part it's misinformation is something that uh, even can be uh, maybe even uh, right but has a political consequences and it can harm official politics. For example, now, maybe it's not a good example, but now if we know, for example, that maybe Russians are winning the war in Ukraine and in Europe, uh, a government, European Commission doesn't like this information. If you said it's happening, and even if it's true, they call it this disinformation. And malformation is something that, um, that means that you are spreading the information that you know it's wrong, it's not right, but you're still spreading. But uh, they don't say how they uh, confirm that you know. And uh, for all that, you can get six months of prison and uh, financial fines. And what is most important thing, this kind of laws doesn't affect on the mainstream media. This concerns only me, you, mainstream, uh, uh, other citizens on, on the social network, but not for the mainstream media. And this well, the is citizen journalists who are bringing the truth to people are the ones being persecuted and censored to allow the mainstream media lies and propaganda to have a chokehold on the world. Absolutely, yeah. This is what is happening and calling Europea uh european media freedom act and there is a, some other also name Fre freedom act in uh, united kingdom uh well i, I talked with this about uh, with uh, mike robinson from uk column and i will explain there in my uh, interview everything in details and third part the third part third pillar below it's financial pillar i talked with that about uh, with uh, catherine austin fitz and she explained very simply, you very soon, they will implement, they'll find a way to implement uh, central bank digital currency. We have to know that we are already using this digital bank currency for 20 years, even more. But it's decentralized and it's much easier for us because this is decentralized with the banking system. Now they want to change it in the centralized banking system. And this money will be on our digital wallet. 
and this money will be programmable. That means they can program it to use it uh, on a special purposes. That means that even they can not allow you to spend money if they don't think it's necessary, whatever reason they can find. Maybe they can find reasons, for example, climate changes. And if you spend too much, if you uh, buy too much meat, they can tell you it's not good for the climate. And it's in implementation already, not only in the area of uh, this Western countries like United Kingdom, European Union, United States, it's already implementing in other countries like BRICS in Russia, China, Brazil. They are also, that means everywhere around the world, we have implementation of central bank digital currency. That means they can make worldwide digital prison and make us slaves because we cannot spend our money as like as we want and uh, very soon i'll have interview i will have interview with david webb about this thing concerning uh this great taking this book because i would like to explain to people that there is already legal way now legal way i'm telling to take or take your um, property without your knowledge because people don't know what is behind, what kind of legal is behind. For example, I spoke with Richard Werner, and he explained, if you, uh, there is no deposit in the bank. If you think that you put your money in the, your account in the bank and that you have deposit, no, you don't have it. You lend money to the bank. They own you. And they can do with this money whatever they want. You are not the owner of your money. You just have a promissory note that you lend money to the bank and people doesn't know that they think they have their own savings on, on accounts no they don't have it they have just uh they have a, a securities that means security they both security from the bank who says i owe you money and this is how all property financial property is built because there is a hierarchy in ownership and somebody else already has a higher rank of ownership under your uh, liability, asset, sorry, under your asset. And in case of big crisis, they can use these legal tools to take over your property. I believe that they will not take all property immediately, but have tools and who knows if some great crisis came, and I expect it will be. I can explain it later, but I'm already talking too much. I, I expect it will be uh, then in this crisis, you know, when it's panic, uh, uh, government can do whatever they want. Well, that's true. And of course, the WEF and the WHO are defining what is a crisis. So they are the definers of a crisis. They are the dictators of the response. And the three pillars of control are really quite, quite chilling. And under a lot of that comes the control of food and fuel as well. Um, Dr. Gilthorpe, Dr. Yin, your comments on what Andrea has brought out. I mean, I'm, I'm very concerned about this. I've, I've been watching it build over the last 20 years in America. And it really is quite chilling. Your comments. 
Uh, yeah, Dr. Gilbert, Lee. you were going to say something. I'll hop in first. Yeah, it, it's very chilling, Dr. Lee. And, you know, even for me, who I've been very interested and active in trying to research this area coming in from my side and, in, in, you know, in health and, and scientific research. But, you know, you don't know about what's happening in the finance area. You don't know what's really happening in the media. Uh, you don't know what's happening in governance until you actually take the time to read and learn about it. And I would say, as Andrea mentioned, that the, you know, the accessibility to social media, Telegram and those sorts of things have been tremendous in, in the spread of information. But at the same time, that's why they're trying to regulate them and stop us having free access to these because people are learning the truth and that's very unfortunate for the system because they don't want people to know the truth. Um, so I, I think one thing that came just to maybe finish up, just to say one thing that's extremely important that everyone does now is focus on community. Wherever you have the possibility to build community, if it's at home, if it's in your village or town or city, or even online, you need to find, Catherine Austin Fitz talks about this, you know, um, relationships of trust people that you can rely on when when the it hits the fan because you're going to need those people in the future so invest as much time and effort as you can in building your communities uh, and and using those communities and not giving your money and time to big media big tech uh, big business because they they you know don't have your interests at heart yeah my my single additional contribution i think perhaps building on what Andrea has said, is that um, the media and tech companies together, uh, and maybe others, have worked very hard to pinpoint people that they regard as, as threats to the narrative, and I would claim I'm one of them. And unfortunately, they're extraordinarily good at uh, uh, censorship uh, and, they, and smearing. So they, they're loose uh, on you people who are presumably paid foolishly uh, to you know, write bad things about you so that third parties are not sure about your, uh, your intentions. But most importantly, they restrict your ability to reach, uh, reach people and warn them. And, that, and so although I've been speaking out for three and a half years, in truth, I'm not sure I've reached many new people in the last year or so because I can feel that the censorship is is stronger and stronger and um you know ordinary people like me don't have uh tech competencies to get around this so that's why i always ask people if you if you hear me and if you believe anything i've said i, I ask you to take on the the relay uh god's relay really and to warn as many other people as you can and also to, to please put that uh obligation on them too that's really the only way we break out well, I think you're right. And that's that's one of the reasons that Truth for Health Foundation has been focusing on the grassroots efforts of educating people and empowering them with action steps that they can take in their local for individual health, for the health of families, the community outreach, the, the um, legal templates that we've put, the treatment guides that we've created. And all of this, as well as resources like what Andrea has has put together in his interviews and Jonathan, your Swedish conference, all of these things trying to share as much as possible 
as rapidly as possible because honestly, without sounding to be an alarmist, the, the vice of control is tightening every day. And people are trying to survive. People are busy with work and family and uh, their leisure activities. And too many are still not paying attention. There's really a sense of urgency. It's like we're seeing the hurricane coming and we're trying to warn people to start battening down the hatches and people are still out saying, oh, but it's a beautiful sunny day. Yeah, it is, Doctor Lee. Until until that wave comes, I mean, uh, what I find what I find extraordinary is how far infiltrated all our major governance organisations have been, and those that aren't infiltrated, you know, people are, are totally brainwashed and looking entirely the wrong way. Um, you know, I, I I think of the way that our university, for example, is is training us on Agenda Twenty Thirty and how we all need to be sustainable. I don't think anyone that works at the university has any idea what's coming down the down the track in the next 12 to 24 months um, and i think yeah what you said is extremely important that people don't just think you know this doesn't involve me because it does the, the plan is to take everything that everybody owns into a common ownership of a, a small elite few uh, and as as mike mentioned and Klaus schwab has said you will own nothing and you will be happy but you won't be happy because you will have absolutely no freedom. You'll just have to do what you're told. Uh, otherwise, well, you and if you'll... you even survive, because the yeah. goal, the hundred-year plan, that they are the the elites and the those in power. I don't think they are elite. I think they are diabolical. But yeah, the those that with this diabolical agenda, this has been a hundred-year plan for depopulation. They make no bones about it. They're quite open. They've been talking about it for decades and they're well on their way. The projections for 2025 that came out of the Daigle report, which we talked about a couple of weeks yeah. ago, we're on track to meet those 68% reduction in the United States population, 34% in Australia. I think it was 77% reduction in the UK population. That is yeah. staggering. Exactly. I, I and also, fully agree. Now we are witnessing that it's happening. Now in the United Kingdom, you have at the same time weekly excess deaths what are 27% above the five years average. But this average is already higher because we have this excess deaths for two years. And at the same time, there's a, the lowest birth rate. And even I saw the article, I think all of you were reading that they said it's good for our planet that we have so low birth rate. And uh, uh, I know that I had an interview with Andrew Bridgen, who is fighting against this in Euro in, uh, in uh, UK Parliament. And he succeeded finally, get it, to have, um, to have a discussion about excess deaths in United Kingdom, and it will happen on 20th of October. And I'm inviting everybody, because it will be publicly to see that, because there you'll see lots of interesting things, because he confirmed me, he told me in interview, 
that his colleagues, ex-colleagues from Conservative Party, because he was expelled from Conservative Party, ex-colleagues said they cannot stand anymore this cover-up and they also want to go publicly to talk about this because they are not this cover-up is uh, lasting too long. And I invite everybody to, to listen to this because maybe there's a chance to uh, go publicly and say, finally, what is the final result of this injection? And we have proof that depopulation is happening in this moment. Yes, that's very good reminder. Thank you, Andrea. That's uh, we need to find a way to make that available through our networks as well. And I just want to remind all of you that when you listen to the whistleblower report on CloudHub and TruthHub, you now can listen to our broadcast in your own native language because the simultaneous translation capability is in place and we will send out more information on that. I really, I, I feel like this, the urgency for all of us to take the steps to share this information, wake up those around you and use the mind God gave you to take action and be alert become more educated, and speak out. Silence is going to be our downfall. And all of us are working hard to bring you the truth. The question is, will you make the choice to share it? Closing words, everyone. Thank you for being with us today, Dr. Gilthorpe, Dr. Eden, and Andrea. Um, your quick closing remarks for our listeners. Well, I would say uh, I don't want people to completely despair at what we are saying. We we definitely face a very serious problem. Uh, but as some some people have said, when you look someone in the eyes, they're the same person as they were, you know, two or three years ago. You know, put your arms around that person, talk to that person, build relationships, spend less time. Uh, don't spend any time in front of the TV. I say to people, in all honesty, nothing important is on the television. Nothing on the television is true. I would go, I think, I don't, I don't watch TV at all anymore. Try to use my glowing screen as, as, for a limited amount of time and go outside, be with people in the sunshine. Um, you know, they, fear, I think, is the most important virus out of all of this. I think you're absolutely right. And fear saps your mind and spiritual energy and suppresses your immune system. You're absolutely right. Fear is the virus that has been used to control us. Dr. Gilthorpe, your closing comments. Uh, yes, Dr. Lee. I think there are some very positive things happening now. I mean, it's it's scary, but at the same time, you know, in order to expose evil and to fight it, you have to be able to see it. And that information is coming out with things like we've talked about today. And I think people shouldn't underestimate their own personal power of saying no, not complying. If you say no and you don't really mean it, that's one thing. But if you say no with determination, I think that, you know, puts out a, a message to the universe that means you will have support when you need it. Uh, so just cultivate that ability to say no and, and be very determined when you say no. 
Wonderful comment. Absolutely agree with you. Just say no. Andrea, your closing comments. Yeah, that's right. And I would like to add to this. Uh, well, I have had some comments that they are desperate because it seems that more and more people are waking up. And instead, they want to implement a great reset. Finally, they get a great awakening. And that's really something that we have to continue. Absolutely. And thank all three of you for joining me every week on the Whistleblower Report to do just that. I think we've definitely broadened beyond the vaccine report. I, I'm going to uh, start calling this the Truth for Health Foundation International Report with updates from Europe, Scandinavia, and UK, Eastern Europe, and Scandinavia, and here in the U.S., so tune in to all of our whistleblower reports at www.whistleblowerreports.org. Share them with your friends. Please share them on social media. I am still censored in our Truth For Health uh, Twitter account. And we need your help in getting some traction to get this information to more people. And Dr. Yeadon, I want to ask you a favor. I want to get you to help... Um, see if Robin Monetti, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, would join us for one of these because I'm following that his account on Twitter oh. with uh, very impressed with the work that he's bringing forward. And I know you know him well and actually work together in a number of ways. So let's yeah. see what we could do about getting him to speak to our listeners. And that'd be great. I, I will I'll put together an email this evening. Um, I'm pretty sure he would be interested. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting fella. And, you know, uh, and he's, he was kind enough to host a, a telegram channel for me when, when I fell off Twitter at the end of 2020. And so we've, we've jogged alongside ever since, uh, we agree on most things, not everything. <laughs> we, you might alert him to the fact that our whistleblower reports, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been working Twitter for months and have barely gotten 1900 followers back yeah. when I had worked it for years and had close to a hundred thousand. So we were, when I was shut down, I've really lost my reach. Yeah. Same so here. What, it's it's point Twitter. Twitter is lost to people like us because the algorithm, they basically they like put, a, put a divide by a hundred kind of algorithm. It's as simple as that. I suspect whatever you do, they will diminish the volume by 100 and it's a waste of your effort. This, what we're doing is- Well, maybe while. Robin could repost our whistleblower reports to his audience, that would help. And if yeah. you plant a bug in his ear, maybe he would be willing to do that. He doesn't follow me, so he doesn't know me. So whatever I'll, you can I will do- make, I'll make an introduction in the hope that he agrees to join us, you know, maybe for one of these programs. Okay. I'll say because he does have a unique perspective. It's different from mine. I will say to him, we have, we see things differently and we see different things. So, um, well, that's important. Yeah, that helps very much us so. broaden our awareness. Very so, much. Just, I tend to be kind of medical scientific, and I I often miss everything else because my, that's not my radar is not tuned to the other stuff. Whereas he has a philosophical approach. For example, he thinks he thinks the the philosophy of of what he would call aesthetics. I mean, he understands he had training in philosophy. I don't even understand, you know, aesthetics. There's something, uh, there are two or three fields that the Greeks studied. And he says that, that for example, the, the desire to see few of us, we use the theaters. He thinks it's 
uh, you know, the evil ones. They, it's from a, an aesthetic point of view because I've been struggling with why are they doing this? And he says, it's no more or less than they look outside and don't like what they see. They wave their arm and we will be gone if we let them. That's what he thinks. So it's a useful thing because I think faith is a good uh, is good armor for that, right? Because, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We'll so, be talking he, more about He doesn't that. deal in faith, but I think some of his analyses lead you down that path. So yes, I'll, I'll make the introduction. Hopefully, he'll be keen. He's he's working very hard, and uh, I admire that. Absolutely, thank you. That would be a big help. Just thank you all for being here, and everyone, please. Join us in our crusade to expose evil, stand against it, and help restore our health, resilience, our homes, our families, our community, and the integrity with which we all want to see things operate. We'll be back again next week with another international report on the whistleblower reports. In the meantime, go to truthforhealth.org, sign up for our email alerts, and if you can, please donate to support our work so that we can continue our legal defense grants to help defend freedoms and our human rights and also continue to provide all of these educational resources. And check out our truthforhealthstore.com with all of the high-quality nutraceuticals to improve your health and resilience. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for joining us today.